All right. Well, it's eight o'clock, so it's time to get started. So, if you guys want to start your recording, so we'll get going. I have the recording going. I'm ready. I just started it. And I hope, Jenny, if you don't mind, when you start, um, can you review the characters again? This has been a while. It's a terrific book. It's just getting the characters fixed in our minds. Sure, I'll do my best. Um, all right, the book we're reading is. Don't Go by Lisa Scottolini. Oh, I always thought the name was Scottoline, but no, it's not. It's Scottolini. And um, let's see. I'll give you a little review of the characters. Um, we had Chloe. She's the one that died. And then we had um, Mike Scanlon. He's the... He's the... Uh, Sorry. He's a doctor. The uh, podiatrist. That's what it is. I'm thinking, okay, yes, he's a podiatrist. And then we had Danielle, and she's Chloe's sister. And then we had Bob. Bob is Danielle's husband. And then we had Emily. And Emily is the little girl. And... We had Stephanie, that's the attorney, that's uh, Mike's attorney, and um, there were some other people, some other doctors, and I'm a little bit hazy on their names right now, so if uh, anybody else can help me out, I'd appreciate it. Um, There was Jim, he was one of his partners, Mike's partners. And Sarah, Chloe's best friend, and I think was her husband, Don, and they had three boys. Then there were um, different neighbors, like the McFarlands, and I think there was somebody named... Julia, who was a friend of hers, or Julie. There were quite a few other, quite a few characters who were more minor characters, I guess. But I think we got most of the main ones. If anybody has any that we missed, feel free to add them. The only one I thought of, great job there, is Chatty, the doctor. Chatty, who later, at the end, you know, he goes to his birthday party. They were in uh, Afghanistan together. I'm actually surprised I remembered so so many of them because I just got done reading two uh, two other books after this one. So anyway, um, what I want to do now is um, there were there were a couple other doctors and I can't think of their names right now, um, but I think we got most of them. Um, so what I want to do now is go around and see what everybody thought of the book. Go ahead. Well, I, this book was a little hard for me to get into, but uh, once I got into things, it really was a, a riveting type of book. At first, when they were trying, when he was trying to, just, you know, going back to Afghanistan and forward and things, I had a little trouble. But boy, when, when getting into it, but it was uh, certainly a well-written book. I think all of her books are very well written, and. Uh, the, there was certainly a, a lot of suspense as far as her, um, as far as figuring out, you know, what happened and who the person was that knocked on the door and then walked away. 
And uh, it was, uh, I thought, a very good book. And it shows that people were imperfect. Yes, Danielle did good things with Emily, but also Bob knew very well that when Michael signed the release papers, what it meant. He's a lawyer. He took advantage yeah. of him. And, uh, and, yet, uh, and yet at the end, as you know, my friend Debbie said, no, they're all good people. That's all she'd tell me. And yeah, they did right at the end because that, that baby should have gone to her father. You know, that's just the way it is. I just haven't had a baby in my arms, my grandchildren for a while. Can the baby, uh, you experts, Barb and others, moms and everything, can the kid grow to hate her father that way or was that Danielle's influence and Bob's, you know, uh, she really hated him. And I could see where she'd be afraid of him, but, you know, you tell them that's your daddy. They did a little bit, but uh, I didn't like Emily too much for a while. Um, I don't think she hated him. I think it was just, you know, she was little, and he was, hadn't been in her life for months. And um, I don't think she hated him, but some babies just don't don't gel with, with some people. And in this instance, it happened to be her father that she didn't click with. But I liked the book. I, I really did. Um, I thought the ending was a little contrived, I think, is the word. Uh, um, but I, I, all in all, I really did like the book. And somebody wrote a text uh, um, in, in the text box, and I'll read it here in a second. I really like the book. Um, I also, I agree with you, Marsha. I think uh, the ending was kind of contrived, but you know, uh, what people don't realize is that babies have different times in their little lives where they get afraid. Um, when they start realizing that um, they're kind of a separate being, um, and at different times in their lives they, they get very afraid, especially of strangers. Now, this guy comes in, swoops down on her. I'm your daddy. Well, she didn't know from him at all. He was a stranger, and he just wouldn't realize it. And, um, well, I had a feeling maybe at a couple points in the book that maybe Danielle killed her sister, even though they were close and everything. But... I felt that Danielle really wanted that baby. She couldn't have a child of her own. She wanted a baby. Here she had Emily, and Emily was being handed to her. And she wanted that baby so much. She didn't really want, um, um, I can't think of his name, Jim, I think. Um, she didn't want him to have her. Um, and they really did reach out and take care of that baby. Um, well, I really, I love Lisa Scottolini anyway. And I always pronounce it in my mind as Scottoline, even though it's Scottolini. Okay. I'm going to just say a quick thing because I want to hear all these others. Um, yeah, Danielle was insidious. Mommy, Daddy, I know, I hear what you're saying uh, about the baby. Hush, I think it's talking here. Oh, Okay. Uh, you know, but they didn't help any. You know, mommy and daddy, you know, she wanted that baby. 
And actually, the high point for me, even though I was, I couldn't believe it, was when Michael said she would give them a better home than I could. And he bought toys. He had memory at his apartment already. But when it, it came, push came to shove, Michael started growing up. He said she, Danielle would give the baby a better home. And I thought that was just, just terrific. He, and Stephanie's thing that she hated him for it because she had been handed off. But that was a powerful moment, I thought, in the book. Thank you. I have to agree with you, Joni. I thought at first that Danielle was the killer. And I suspected Bob, too, of course. And I didn't care for either one of them. So I'm glad that... Um, and then in the end, it did... You did see that they really did care for the baby, and they did the right thing in the end. Well, I think they did care for the baby. I didn't like them very much either. Um, well, I, I sort of did, and I sort of didn't. Um, I just thought Danielle, she was really, really bossy. And, you know, she just... I mean, I think maybe the way that she acted towards Mike and just her whole attitude also contributed to how Emily felt about Mike. Um, because, you know, she was really possessive. And whenever she started to cry, oh, I got her, I got her, you know, instead of just letting, you know, the, the Emily calm down, you know, um, I don't know, she just intervened too much. And it was really obvious that, you know, she wanted to sort of take over. And, um... I don't know. That that really bothered me. <laughs> she really bothered me. Danielle did. Um, Bob did more, sort of, but yeah, he did too, because when he kicked him out and all that stuff, but um, I don't know. Danielle, I just, her bossiness really got on my nerves. Yeah, same here. Um, I thought she was the killer too at first. Well, actually, she did, uh, Chloe, you know, did die on her own, you know, the, the stabbing you know, her arm was, was cut and everything. And I thought that Danielle came in and saw her and just let her let her bleed out. That's that's what I thought. And to paraphrase, Magdalena is here, and she doesn't have a mic, but she said she really liked the book. And um, I think she says that uh, that was uh, Lisa Scottolini's first uh, book that was written. Um, and she liked Afghanistan is the backdrop of the book and she also liked some of the humorous incidents in the book so welcome Magdalena well I really liked the book I wasn't sure I was going to get it all read because <laughs> I just didn't get started but once I got into it I couldn't put it down I had to see what was going to end um, I like the rest of you thought I, no I never thought that Danielle killed her I couldn't figure out who came in or who was kind of watching uh, when she was on the floor, um, trying, to, Chloe was on the floor trying to get to the door to try to get help for herself. Then um, that really doesn't come out till the end. Um, I thought that perhaps Bob had something to do with her death. I kind of went back and forth, and then I was convinced that it was the son of those people who had been helping Chloe, but. You know, then all of a sudden I started kind of putting two and two together, but it took me a while. Uh, but getting 
to the fact that Emily um, wasn't bonded with her father, she really didn't get a chance. You know, he left when she was just months old, and, and you know, then he was thrown back here when Chloe was killed. And um, what irritated me was when uh, Emily started to bond with him when uh, Michael was babysitting. And then because he nodded off and went to sleep and uh, the child was upstairs and they were so afraid that Bob and uh, Danielle were so afraid that she was gonna, would have fallen and killed herself and they made such a big deal of that. Uh, that was, they were starting to bond at that point and then they were, they were separated again because Michael was kicked out of the house. So there was a lot going on. Absolutely, uh, Barb. I, that was a beautiful moment when Michael was with the books, picture books with Emily. Okay, he did fall asleep. And, and you know, he's battling drugs. He was trying to do right. But if that's, those stairs are so dangerous, why the heck didn't Bob and Daniel move out of that house then? I mean, or you have know. Or have a baby gate. Or have a baby gate or something, you know. And then to kick him out of the house was a true low. I don't care what their excuse was. Yeah, I totally agree, Bob and uh, Ruth Ann. And I was wondering that myself. If they were such good, you know, parents and they wanted the baby and everything, why did, didn't they put a baby gate on those stairs? I know, I, I, <laughs> it's like, well, maybe that, that wouldn't have gone along with the book, but you'd think they sure would have put a baby gate so she couldn't climb those stairs at will. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. Because they said that they baby-proofed the whole house, and I'm like, okay, then how in the heck did she get up the stairs? <laughs> I mean, that should have been, like, one of the first things they did was block off those stairs so she couldn't get up them. And, you know, I know that falling asleep wasn't good, but the thing is, is nothing did happen. I mean, you know, nothing happened, and, you know, them making a big deal out of it totally ruined the bond that... Emily and, and Mike were starting to form with each other, and that, that was a sad, that was a really sad part of the book. But anyway, um, why don't we um, hear from some people that we haven't heard from yet. Um, Alan just came in, and Leela hasn't talked, and um, I'm sure there's other people I'm missing as well. This is, uh, <clears throat> this is Joshua. Um, I really, I, I really like the book, and uh, I was hooked right from the start, and uh, as soon as as soon as, you know, Bob was talking to Mike about, hey, uh, you know, can you uh, sign these, send these papers for us? You know, just in case there's any medical things, did the, temp- the temporary guardian papers, I was like, okay, I know what's going to happen. I know, I know somewhere down the line in this book there's going to be a court case over custody of Emily. And sure enough, I was right. I just kind of felt like that was going to happen, and it did. But uh, I thought this book was great. I mean, there was all these twists and turns, I mean, you never, you know, you, once you kind of thought you had things figured out, there was something new that kind of came in, you're like, wait a second, maybe I don't really know what's going on after all, and uh, I do agree with what everyone said about the the baby gate, I mean, yeah, I mean, like you said, Jenny, him falling asleep wasn't the best thing for him to do at the time, but I mean, he was, her and em, him and Emily, you know, they were bonding, you know, they were, you know, they were, they didn't know each other, and, you know, and like I said, I know about those baby gates, my mom has my nieces and nephews over all the time and uh, you know mom's got one of those baby gates on our base you know before our basement too so the babies can't get down there so it's 
definitely should have had one of those. But this was a great book, and uh, I'm really glad I read it. I actually like the book, too. Um, I really wasn't sure if it was either Bob or Danielle who killed her. I didn't think it was so much Danielle, but maybe Bob. Because um, Bob was kind of a, I don't know, to me he came off as a dork. He was a lawyer, but he was a dork. I don't know why, but he did. I did not like the custody paper deal. I mean, I understood why it happened, but it just, not the right way. That was that was just wrong. The bonding, totally agree with everybody. I do. And, yeah, she's a good author. Thanks for the suggestion, Bob. Yeah, I had a bad feeling when those custody papers uh, were presented to Mike. And I, part of me was like, well, don't sign them, Mike, or have, go, go to another lawyer. Have, have another lawyer go over those papers with a fine-tooth comb and, uh, uh, you know, let, get the, the, the lawyer's representation on the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, I had a bad vibe about that. I want to hear Alan, but I want to ask this question. Did anybody suggest... Remember, Bob could have killed her because she's pregnant, Chloe. Yes. But did anybody ever suspect Jim as having the affair? I, I mean, it was John. No, it was Jim, hon. She, I mean, we're arguing here. She thinks John had the affair with Chloe. It was Jim, the doctor. Did I did not suspect him until Michael started thinking, you know, getting going to see him and slugged him. No, Ruth Ann's right. It was John. See, what happened is, is, and I'll, <laughs> I have a confession to make. Sometimes I get antsy when I'm reading the book. I want to find out. I want to read ahead and see if I can sort of put the pieces together. So, anyway, I, I read ahead, and it was talking about Jim. And I thought Jim killed her. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, but then, then I, I, I read the whole thing, and, and so I was, like, misled. And so that was even more exciting in a way, because here I thought I knew what was going to happen, and oh my goodness. But anyway, um, no, John is actually the one who had the affair with her, and Jim came on to her. That's why he, bought, he brought the, uh, the bottle of scotch to Jim. And Jim said, well, yeah, I did, but, you know, she said no. So she said no to Jim, but she had the affair with John. Okay, thank you. I, you've settled the argument. I, it's coming back. But I want to know one more thing then. Why did Michael slug Jim? Because he fired him. Who fired who? Michael got fired. He by didn't him. care. He didn't care. He was going to leave anyway with his buddies. But anyway, no, we're having a Bickerson's anyway. struggle here. I'll concede it's John because the woman, of course, said, was. wait, the, the woman said that, that uh, you know, my, the mistress is dying there, you know, the whole deal. So I, I'll give you that one. But Jim said, too, well, what do you expect me to do, pal? You know, yeah, I came on there. I remember now. But then he slugged him. Michael did. But remember, he wanted him to sell those boots or those shoes that they could wear when they were trying to get the feet operated on. And he, that's what they wanted him to do. He wouldn't do it. And he wouldn't do it. Well, so, okay. No, he didn't slug Jim. He slugged Pat. He slugged the son. That's who he slugged. Jim, what happened was, is he went in there and gave him a bottle of scotch, and then Jim's like, oh, oh, we need to call security, we need to call security. And um, then Mike's like, why, you know, you're the one who's getting all hyper, you know, not me. And so, um, you know, then he said, you know, I just, I just want to know that. He embarrassed Jim publicly, like right in front of all of his patients. But if I remember correctly, and I'm pretty sure I do, um, he didn't slug Jim. 
there is no violence that happened there. Because then remember he said, you know, because uh, Chatty said, "Why didn't I can't believe you didn't slug him." And he's like, "No, I'm, you know, I'm not vi- I'm not gonna. I'm trying a different path or something like that. I'm, I don't do violence anymore because I'm a I'm a daddy." So no, I don't I don't think he slugged Jim. I want to thank you. He did slug uh, Matt. No, I know that. Enjoy. He did. I want no, to thank. He slugged Patrick or whatever his name was. <laughs> Patrick. The the son. Matt. Okay. I want to thank you. I will read it again there. I want to catch that again uh, on that. I know that the, with the boots and Michael wouldn't do all that, but Jim was a scumbag, and I guess it was the end. But I thank you. You straightened me up. That's why we have these book clubs. I want to hear what Alan has to say, too, sometime. I thought he slugged Jim, too. I don't know why, but I was thinking he did slug him because Jim came on to his wife, and he was he was mad. He was ready to take somebody on and... I thought he did slug Jim, but I guess not. And then, yeah, he did publicly embarrass him, so maybe he didn't slug him, but I could have sworn he did. Anyway, I'll let up so Alan can have a shot here. Just to let you know, the son's name is Patrick. Oh, like I say, his name is Patrick. I better read this book. I read so doggone many books. I thank you guys but for see, straightening last, me out. The last name was Mac something. Mac Farland. Yeah. yeah. And it was it shown as Mac on the list. Yeah, they the said name. Mac 702, so I think that's where I got it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, John was a scumbag. So was the mother. They're all and, and Patrick was not much better anyway. So, Alan, give us your words of wisdom. We want to hear what you have to think on this book. Can you all hear me, I hope? Uh, I know somebody that I listen to on this. I'm on the uh, mobile. We heard you, Alan, when you started. Now you faded away. Are we still in here? Can you guys hear me? Clap. Yeah, um, you're still here, Bob. Sometimes what it does is, um, you know how the client will kick you out on the computer? It sometimes does that on the iPhone as well. It kicked me out already. Yeah, me too. I had to come back in. Well, anyway, um, we also have Mike and Tiffany here if they want to talk about what they thought of the book. And... Barbara, though I don't think Barbara has a mic. I don't know what the client's doing, but we're not hearing you who's ever trying to speak. Okay, well, since nobody can get through, I'll, I'll say what I thought. I really enjoyed this book a lot. I mean, it was it was an awesome book, and I'm so glad that you recommended it. I really, really enjoyed it. I've never read a book by Lisa Scatellini, so it was very enjoyable, very suspenseful, and I loved it. It took me a while to get into it, like, Ruthann, but once I did, it was really good, I thought. Um, Her books are so well-written and so... The characters are so well-developed and you get to like some of them and not like others. And I just thought it was very well-written, especially... It was interesting how she put Afghanistan in there. And really, she had to have researched quite a bit to make it make that part of it um, come alive like she did. Oh, this is Joshua. I have to say that I found the uh, parts about Afghanistan very interesting because my dad, my dad was over in... Uh, my dad was over in Iraq uh, several years ago. My dad went over there as part of the as part of the uh, reserves with the uh, with the Seabees, and uh, 
Um, so uh, it's kind of interesting to me to see what it was, uh, to hear kind of what it, what it could have been like over over there. And um, it, was just, it was it was interesting. I mean, they were it's all. Uh, I mean, they were they were all tried to. Uh, the doctors tried to help each other out, and that was uh, pretty tragic. With that, you know, with that that boy and that puppy, and you know, and that old man, they just can't walk right in there because everybody thought the guy was okay. Then that and that grenade exploded. It was uh, it was uh, pretty uh, pretty tense, but it was pretty interesting to see how everyone you know banded together and did their best to help each other. And uh, I mean, and Mike, I mean, he saved. Uh, he saved a couple of his uh, buddies. He saved their lives because he, you know, he, you know, uh, protected that one guy with his own body. Even though it's, that's why he, that's why he lost his arm. So, absolutely, uh, Joshua, and I do remember that Mike was very courageous, and uh, to come home and have to fight for his daughter, and they kind of wrote off that he's a hero. Yeah, we know you're a hero, but you know, but again, how would you or I, how would you or I influence the police? to look into a theory that I we would have. It was not easy. And he was not quite right about the theory. He had the idea. Um, but no one thought of the mother. I did not think of her at all. That was John. I Oh, anything's possible. Why Chloe would go to bed with John, I have no idea. But she's lonesome. She, she whatever. But he's a, he's, he was a guy who just wanted money. And his uh, son, Pat, is no better. And the mother w- was absolutely terrible to watch a girl die like that. Just to paraphrase, um, Mike and Barbara said that they really enjoyed the book. Barbara thought that Jim might have done it at first. And then um, Tiffany said that she hasn't read the book, but she's going to put it on her list since all of us seem to enjoy it. The thing with, like, the scotch, that was very good the way she worked that in. Who who had the scotch, you know, was good old Jim. Mm -hmm. He he was terrible. I, I, I know I'm using that word, but, oh, my goodness, what a con man. I didn't like him from the get-go. I thought that there was something up with him because he was just too phony. I didn't think he killed her, but I thought that he was up to something because in the beginning he was just too phony with Mike when he came back for the funeral and everything, just the way he acted. All right, well, here's a contradictory, (laughs) not contradictory, Um, here's a different view. Um, Alan said he thought the book was okay, but he didn't really like the main character because he thought that he um, made a lot of bad decisions, and he wants to know what the rest of us um, thought that the title, or the reason for the title. I think I'm paraphrasing that, right? Oh, he did make a lot of bad decisions. I liked him, though, at the end. But Alan's absolutely right. He made it worse for himself uh, all the way down. But it was kind of it's kind of the maturation of Michael that he probably turned out. You know, if we could go further, to be a great father. It looked like it at the end, and that's where some say it was contrived that Stephanie, Emily, and him, and all that. Uh, But uh, yeah, it it was his growing up. but, But he also suffered in Afghanistan, and he has to come home to this, which is a Maybe worse, because he wouldn't see his daughter ever again if, if uh, Danielle had something to say about it. And Bob? I did like Mike. I, I got a phone call, and so I missed a, a little bit of this, but um, I did like Mike. Um, I mean, my goodness, he lost his wife. He lost his arm, a good part, portion of his arm. 
He was on pain medication. Yeah, he should have uh, stuck to uh, what the doctors prescribed and, and didn't self-medicate and write out the, the prescriptions at the different pharmacies to get the 90 pills. But um, he had a lot going on. So, you know, I, I can see where he made a few bad decisions. They weren't, uh, they weren't the best idea. But uh, at least he got it together, and uh, I felt sorry for him, and I liked him. I agree with Marsha. I, I really liked, uh, I really liked Mike too, and he did make bad decisions. I mean, you know, what it said at the, it said, you know, when he when he got home, you know, he kept, you know, seeing flashbacks of, you know, what it was like in Afghanistan, and some of the loud noises would would uh, you know would kind of uh, you know jolt him a bit, you know, not scare him, but agitate him a bit because he kept thinking of, you know. A little bit of, I guess, post-traumatic stress, I guess. And, uh, you know, the thing with the Oxycontin, you know, that's, you know, that, uh, I guess that stuff was pretty addictive, I guess. You know, and he did, you know, kind of got to rely on it more. But, it's, but it sounds like he, you know, he was, you know, when uh, he got to talking with Stephanie and everything with Emily, it seems like he was trying to turn his life around, you know, go to go to therapy, you know, with a psychologist, psychiatrist, you know, go to, go to uh, you know, rehab to get, you know, to make sure that he, Stated within the prescribed, you know, the uh, prescribed uh, dosage. So I mean, he did, he did make you know the bad choices, but he was doing his best, you know, towards the end, to, you know, uh, you know, turn them around, to turn them to uh, uh, to better for uh, for Emily's sake. And as for the title, "Don't Go," I think it because in the beginning of the book it said Chloe had said, you know, said, you know, don't go over there, you know, when he was deployed to go to Afghanistan. She was like, she was like, don't go over there, you know, please don't go. I think that's why it. The book, the, the, at least for me, I think that's why it was. The title was uh, called uh, "Don't Go." Yeah, I think too that as far as "Don't Go," that he did say that she did say that over and over to him before he went. But this was one book which, frankly, I didn't like too many of the characters at first. I certainly didn't like Bob and uh, Danielle. All she was trying to do is hold the baby and uh, everything, and trying to feed everybody. And, oh, don't you want something to eat, some eggs? And then she was fussing over everybody, like, all over the place. And and Bob was just a bully as far as I was concerned. And, and um, there was just, I don't know, I, I had to just, you know, kind of keep going with this book and thinking, is there anything that, any of these people that are doing anything that's, um, you know, redeeming and... For part of the time it was, and then, but I think that finally they they did, you know, with the thing. But this was a strange book. Many times I like the characters in this one, but I didn't like a lot of them this time. Well, Magdalena wrote that um, she loved the custody hearing and that there were a lot of pot, plot twists, but it still seemed really believable. And then. Barbara wants to know if um, we think that Danielle and Bob knew that Chloe was an alcoholic. And I wanted to comment on the title, because there are a lot of people that were saying don't go. I mean, um, at the beginning, yeah, there was that, you know, when uh, Chloe didn't want Mike to go. And then when... um, she was dying and that person opened the door and came in and then walked right back out she didn't want that person to go either um oh then when that person was it there when that when that person died oh jeez 
Oh, there were there were a few times when people were were saying don't go, don't go. Um, and I'm trying to think of the exact things I had it in my mind, and now it kind of escaped. But anyway, um, I'll answer the question about the alcoholic because I was wondering about that too. Did they know? And I, you know, I think that maybe they might have. Um, and I wonder how much they knew and how much they just sort of kept it from her and all that. I, I don't know. I think that they knew that Chloe was an alcoholic. They're, they're nosy. They were into everything she did. And uh, that's my opinion, but, you know, there you go. I think so, too. Because, well, wasn't there... Um, when Mike found all the alcohol and he destroyed everything and he wrecked up the house and stayed there and then Bob came the next day. At least Bob knew. Because he didn't he... Wasn't he the one that kept saying, don't tell Danielle, don't tell Sarah? But then, maybe they all did know. Well, I kind of wonder if they sort of liked it because, I mean... Then they were able to take uh, Emily and, um, you know, they were able to kind of have her almost as their baby. You know, I mean, it, sound like, it sounds like they took her a lot, um, even when Chloe was alive. So it, it makes me wonder, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm being a little bit cynical, but I, I kind of wonder exactly, you know, how much of this was, you know, just convenient for them so they could, you know, have her whenever they wanted to. Um, I don't know, you know, I, 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 I don't know how good I really believe that Bob and Danielle were because, you know, taking somebody to court, I mean, that's pretty low. <laughs> Well, it, go, it go, just goes back to what I said before. It seems like, um, I mean, they always wanted to take the baby. Danielle was so willing to take her. And, oh, I'll take care of her. Uh, don't worry. Um, this is why it really seemed like she might have been the killer. Now, with Bob, he was, he was so underhanded. He drew up the um, uh, the custody agreement, and uh, oh, he's not that kind of a lawyer, but he'll do it. And he can have friends that can take care of of, of everything, and Michael doesn't have to worry about anything. And oh, they'll take care of it. And then it gets twisted all around. I mean, and as they as he was reading it. Um, if I remember correctly, um, I was thinking, oh, no, oh, no, he's not going to, uh, Mike's not going to agree to all of that. And yet, it was a good, he felt that it was the best thing for the baby. He agrees to it, and then what happens? It gets all pushed back in his face later. Well, you said that we could have her, blah, blah, blah. And, um, oof. What a, what a story. And this poor guy was in Afghanistan, was really suffering from, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, oh, you know, a stress syndrome. And uh, nobody would take the time or care 
to understand what he was going through. They just would talk around him, and, and he, was, he was just going through all of the, um, uh, well, what they used to call shell shock kind of thing, um, going back to flashbacks and everything. Oh, what a book. I just love Lisa Scottolini. I felt really sorry for Mike in this whole book. I mean, he couldn't do anything right with Emily. He, um, not, oh, uh, who did, did it, we ever find out, did John kill Sarah or not? Yeah. That, that I know about, Leela. He killed Sarah. Because of the the mother, the mother asked him to do it. The wife, his wife, they got to get rid of Sarah. She knows too much, and that was a tragedy. Because Sarah is a wonderful girl. There was nothing. There was nothing redeeming in that one. You can't say anything bad about Sarah. Well, you know, I felt sorry for Mike a lot too. I was definitely sympathetic. Um, I mean, I know he made bad decisions and everything, but. I don't know. I, I don't know what it's like to be in, in in the middle of a war. So for that, I mean, I guess I I give him a lot of leeway. I mean, he was through a lot, more than I hope and pray any of us ever have to go through. Um, and one thing I noticed, though, and one thing that really bothered me is it just seemed like he wasn't spending a lot of time with his daughter at first. In fact, instead of saying, where's Emily, he would say, where's the baby? How's the baby? I mean, she kept being referred to as the baby. The baby. I'm like, you know, the baby has a name. Um, <laughs> your baby's name is Emily. <laughs> and um, that was kind of interesting. Um, and I think, you know, as he as he started to get to know her, you know, and then it then it was Emily, so that, that was good and um but I don't know. I, that that was one area that he kinda made me mad. It's like, come on, dude, you know. Instead of worrying about, you know, who Chloe had the affair with, I mean I know that was important, but you know, worry about your kid here because you're losing her. Um, so I'm I'm glad that he finally came around and and it all worked out, but that was one area I had difficulty feeling sympathetic toward him. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, but I, I think, again, he's worried about Chloe's ruined his life, you know, you know that, that he's fighting a war out there and she's having an affair in his mind. And we can understand Chloe, maybe. And she was lonesome and an alcoholic and all that stuff. And um, she was the baby. He didn't know her either. Just like we say Emily didn't know Mike, Michael. He really didn't know her yet. He, 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 you know, they bonded. I think the picture book incident finally gets them together, really. Yeah, and then they're torn apart after that because that's at that, that point Bob and Danielle kicked him out of the house just when he was making some progress. So um, now I have a question. Um, well, I had a question, but it left. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll think of it later. Well, you know, there were times I wanted to choke him. There really were. I mean, he uh, he was so angry at Emily for not wanting to have anything to do with him. But he wasn't, you know, he would swoop down on her. And then it was, and she wanted to go to Mommy because that's what she, she 
was always calling Danielle mommy, and she thought she were she was her mommy. Um, and it just got easier for them to have her call them mommy and daddy, which I don't know if that was good or bad. I mean, probably was not good, but. Um, but you know what? Mike was, like all of us, nobody is perfect. But I just felt that, that he wanted more from Emily than Emily could give him until the time when they were alone together and then they could sort of get to know each other. And it was too bad that he fell asleep and the whole thing happened with that. But And then you wonder if they kind of felt that maybe that might happen so that they could have her. I mean, I, I, I have to agree with you, Joni. It did seem like, you know, Mike didn't really understand, you know, how babies worked. I mean, it, was, I mean, it wasn't surprising to me that Emily, you know, wouldn't have anything to do with him because, I mean, she, I mean, Emily, you know, when she was a baby, you know, she'd hardly seen him. I mean, I mean, he was gone, you know, at first for the month, you know, for... You know, he ju- he'd just gotten back, and he hadn't been, he'd been gone for a while already, and the, the whole year, you know, and then, and then when he comes back after a whole year, I mean, of course she's not going to, of course she's not going to know who he is, you know, she's going to be, you know, you know, who's, what's going on, who's picking, who's trying to hold me here, you know, I don't know who this, I don't know who this person is, he's a stranger, and, you know, she'd think, you know, she would, of course she'd come to think of as, uh, you know, Danielle and Bob as her mom and dad, because she, those were the two people that she had, you know, had the most contact with. I mean, that's kind of, to me, it's kind of obvious. But in him, it wasn't. It, um, it's good thing. It's good, you know, that they got that to connect. You know, and he, uh, they got to know each other. And she, Emily, knew him as her real dad, and uh, Danielle and Bob as uh, the uncle and aunt. But um, it was interesting. And I got to say too, I think. Uh, I think Eric Sandvold did a great job reading this book. It was it was a uh, very well narrated book, at least in my opinion, anyway. Oh yeah, he did a good job of reading. Um, now I thought of what I was going to say. Number one, Sarah was the only one that I could see that handled Emily and Michael the way they should be handled. She kept Emily at a dis- distance, but yet she could always see her father, and she was trying to encourage them to interact. But um, Danielle, she, as soon as something went wrong, she she would just take that baby and, you know, come back another time or do this another time, whatever. She didn't, she didn't want him to bond, I think, is the whole thing. She wanted to have that baby and, and, keep, and, raise, and raise it. Secondly, I was really disappointed when, he, when Michael went back to Afghanistan um, after, um, you know, when he could have gotten out. Um, and he was kind of railroaded into that. And I know it's important that he serves his country, but he also had things at home that he needed to concentrate on. So I was really disappointed when he decided to, to re-up. Okay, I'm going to defend Michael here. I think we're too hard on him. He was a new parent. He never had time to take parenting classes or anything. He, he comes home from Afghanistan because his wife has died, and he spends a week pulling all that together, and then he has to go back to Afghanistan, 
And yes, he stayed a year. And, and remember, he went back to Afghanistan um, the second time because the colonel or the general said, if you don't, we're throwing the book at you. You know, we're going to get you. You know, and I need you. I need a doctor and I'll do it. Remember they had that talk yeah. by the jeep or whatever? And so he had no choice, really. He, he, he did ask, Danielle, can I go and all that? I have to go. But he had no, almost no choice. Go but ahead. then also when he had that big accident and lost his arm, they answered, we'll give you a nice medal of honor, but um, we don't need you anymore. Yeah, they got him out of there. But that general was a typical, he was army. Yeah. And he said, I need a doctor and you're not going or I'll throw the book at you. So, uh, you know, with all that, then he comes home and finds Danielle swooping over there and not giving him a chance to get together. And I agree with Barb on Sarah. Mm-hmm. I think she did understand Mike and Emily have to bond, not, not uh, Emily and Danielle. Um, yeah. So I defend Mike a little bit. He made some dumb moves, yes. yes. And uh, he, you know, but he was a very new parent after coming back after a terrible war where he saw his best friends blown up in front of him. I think of all the characters, Sarah was the one that I liked from the get-go. There wasn't anything fake about her, and she truly had everybody's best interest at heart, and she just, she was the one that was the the calm in the storm, so to speak. Oh, okay. Ladies, are getting dead air. Even I've run out of things to say. (laughs) Can we sort of talk about the next book? I just got booted out, so I I just came back in. Sorry about that. Yeah, I got booted out, too. I thought, oh, no, did I get booted out again? Because I came back in and there was dead air. Uh, Yeah, does anybody know what we're uh, reading next month? Actually, you and a lot of other people got booted out. I got booted out too. Okay, we we got we know he all got booted out. I'm so sorry. I've had my share of them. I think Joshua had a book. Remember, I I thought we told him could you wait till the next round, or was that another book club? There's <laughs> so many of them, but I I don't remember the book, but I may have written it down somewhere. Okay. Um. Yeah, Joshua, you can talk about your book. I I just got back in, so I wasn't sure if we were done, but I guess everybody's pretty much done talking about this book. So, um, Joshua, if you want to go on and and talk about the book you want to do, that'd be great. Well, the book we're going to do for next month is called All We Ever Wanted Was Everything by uh, Janelle Brown, and it's uh, 14 hours, 57 minutes, read by... Martha Harmon Pardee and um, oh, man, not having a braille display, it's really hard to try to read the the uh, annotation with uh, and try to hold on the control key at the same time. But um, let's see uh, the uh, the DB number for, the DB number for the book is uh, six uh, six seven four seven eight. Six seven four seven eight, and uh, it's human relations. The summary is: when Janice's CEO husband runs off with her tennis partner, then he becomes a multi-millionaire. Oh shoot! Um, trying to how to read it. Um, I've read this book. I've read this book a long time ago. So I have a hard time remembering uh, exactly um, 
what what takes place in it. But I remember, remember when I did read it, I thought it was uh, there were some uh, pretty funny parts. And the reason I re- read this book in the first place when they came across the Dunbar because the summary mentions that uh, a lady in the book uh, supposedly accidentally develops a crystal meth habit, and I'm like, I'm like, how do you accidentally develop a uh, crystal meth habit? I wanted to, uh, you know. Figure out, figure out more about that. And uh, from what I read of the book, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and uh, I hope, I hope you guys, you guys, well. I'm looking forward to re- rereading it. So I hope, I hope everyone uh, won't mind uh, reading this book. Would you repeat the name, please, Joshua? I think maybe I read it, but um, repeat the name and the number. DB six seven four seven eight, DB six seven four seven eight is how you will be able to uh, find the book if you use the uh, DB numbers. Okay, sounds good. I hope I can read this. It just seems to me, but I love Martha Harmon Pardee, so she may get me through it. What's the title again? All we ever wanted was everything. All we ever wanted was everything. Interesting title. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, this was fun tonight. I've got to go, so I will see you who knows when. Maybe a world of books. Well, thanks for coming, everybody. It was a great discussion, as always, and looking forward to next month. Yeah, well, well Bob, I want to thank you for, uh, for, me, for me for suggesting this book. I, I certainly enjoyed it. I uh, was, you know, 